0: Previously on my best friend's journal. And then you went to uh, Chasers, that dive bar, talking about gay stuff and man across the bar stared and
1: threatened. Would you rather have your parents watch you have sex from foreplay to completion or vice versa? You watch your parents have sex from foreplay to completion. I'm going to have to have an awkward conversation with my mom now and ask her which one she'd prefer.
0: Oh, my God. What? Sang with Justin Guarini? (laughs) We're talking about the same one. There can only be one, right? Yes, the not Kelly Clarkson. (laughs) Mike is... Mm. very clearly inebriated apparently he made out with a very good looking man in a photo booth i would like for our listeners to help us identify this man he's
1: very cute if anyone knows jared anderson with two t's (laughs) and he's still single in the philadelphia area i'm still interested
0: if i'm gonna bottom it is a lot of time and effort because it just doesn't come naturally to me i like have like a migraine in my butthole for like a day <laughs> afterwards <laughs> five years ago he got a book to hold my
1: private thoughts and now we're gonna take a peek grab a drink or smoke some pot your private thoughts read aloud.
0: how does that make you feel i don't remember what i wrote this shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this
1: damn podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Yes! Bit a lump. Bit a lump. I've bitten a lump or two. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Have you ever bitten a lump? Stop it. Have you? That's no way to start an Did episode. You ever, like, use a little bit of teeth. But what, what are we calling a lump? I don't know. This is up to the, the imagination of the viewer. I go straight
0: to cancer. I don't care for it. Mm,
1: that's true. So, no, I've never bitten a lump under those uh, definitions of lump. Great. Perfect.
0: Hi. Welcome <laughs> to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. I'm Mike. And this is the first time we've recorded in a while. It's nice to be back at it. It's thrilling. And I mean that in, in the way I mean it seemed a little earnest. Wasn't sure if it was true or not. Earnest is means true. Yeah, but like maybe falsely earnest. Hmm. I'm just accusing you of being. Uh, what's the word? Insincere.
1: Oh, no. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. I was listening to Cory Booker answer a what's your New Year's resolution question. Mm-hmm. And was, what did he say? World peace? Something like, honestly, (laughs) like he was talking about fast fashion and veganism and whatever. And he just sounds so insincere always. And I don't think he's an insincere person. It's just Mm -hmm. the way he comes off. And there's another guy that I've been like following on Instagram. We crossed paths in a show once and he's doing a fitness thing. And he has the most insincere videos that make me want to like rip my face off. It's always like, who tells you that abs make health? I, I know I bought into that myth and I, I know I bought into this myth and it, it just sounds like he's always it's acting. Gross.
0: Stop it. Yeah, yeah no, like that. I'm, I'm disgusted already. Mute him on your Instagram or unfollow. Done. No, great. It is the, it's the year.
1: Though, so that's the thing. Yeah, that's, great abs.
0: that's the problem. It's the year. <laughs> but he's preaching to people that it doesn't mean (laughs) these abs mean nothing, but please look at these abs. Um, yeah, I am. It's the year of the unfollow for me. I said that last year. I'm still on that train though. Um, Yeah. when I keep seeing, or when I see people that, um, don't bring me joy, you Marie Kondo them. Yeah, I absolutely do. There are plenty of people that uh, are super hot, but then they'll, uh, I find myself unfollowing people when I'm in public looking at my Instagram feed. And I'm like, you know what? I really don't need this like very visible penis line. Like mm. just like on my phone as I'm on a plane or walking down the street or something where a child might see my phone screen. Sometimes it goes past like hot speedo and more into like how much penis can I show on Instagram without getting banned. And mm-hmm. those are the people that I'm trying to unfollow because they make me anxious in public. And also like this isn't porn.
1: Uh, it's The line is, is blurring The line is blurring You're completely right I think about that with Twitter mm-hmm. Because you know Our Twitter is filthy as fuck Yeah um, Thanks to me uh-huh. Um. And when I open it there, There's no safe time To open Twitter now So I really need to Clean that up a little bit Because like Either Either use Twitter for porn Like get an account And mm-hmm. make it your porn Kind of like Tumblr used to be Yeah totally mm-hmm. Which is It still kind of has some stuff But we can get into that later Um. Or use it for social media, but it really can't be both.
0: Yeah, you're right. It can't be both. I, I have two things to say about uh, Instagram and Tumblr. First of all, I realize I probably sounded pretty prudish when I was talking about my Instagram is not that I think that people shouldn't be able to post that stuff. Uh It's just that I find, um, I find myself on Instagram too much in general. And sometimes I just want it to be like beautiful things. Like I want it to be beautiful interiors, the occasional hot dude, that's all great. But sometimes when it gets a little bit too sexy, it makes me feel kind of squicky. So I'm just trying to let that be like a a beautiful, like curated... What am I trying to say?
1: You've just unbalanced it there's a little too much like there is beauty and a nice cock line too but you don't want it every picture
0: you know sometimes i yeah sometimes um it shocks me and right. when i'm when i feel shocked when i'm going from like a beautiful renovated kitchen straight to like someone you know almost being penetrated i just need that to <laughs> uh i need i need what? there to be some balance who's posting penetrating pictures <laughs> there's a lot of like jockstrap butts that i'm like i think this violates some terms and
1: conditions that's true there are you you Want to curate your feed the same way you curate your profile? You yes. want You want uh, a certain aesthetic and some beauty, and it's hard to um, make Instagram all one thing.
0: Yeah. And then the second thing I wanted to say was I really fucking miss Tumblr. I miss beautiful, artistic, like well-shot porn in my life. Now I feel like I have to search through like the dregs of shitty studio porn mm-hmm. if I want to find mm-hmm. anything worth seeing, and it really. Bums me out. I miss it too. It's this
1: fucking pilgrim culture we live in. Like Pilgrim <laughs> we, I, Lots of hats and buckles these days. <laughs> I think you mean Puritan, but I really
0: love the idea of people <laughs> being full pilgrims, real Plymouth Rock, real cholera and smallpox.
1: Like you picturing the costume like a fifth grader might wear in a pageant. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, we have this, you know, I don't need to tell you, it's this like sex shammy culture and that Tumblr used to be a, a mecca for Gay porn for pictures, videos and but for not
0: just gay. We just used it for gay, well, but like that's porn and do of it. <laughs> (laughs) a lot of women I know used it because they could get like feminist like porn blogs that would be on there that so they knew they weren't going to see anything that was like really degrading to women and uh you know they could really curate curate
1: their feed it was what you were just saying about instagram it it is is the separate instagram for the porn you're looking for yes exactly and now that's gone your instagram is is fucked it's trying to carry the weight and it just can't do it you're totally right so it used to have you know all those options for everyone apparently and uh I guess there was a a child porn scandal somewhere and so instead of Working a little bit and figuring out the correct algorithm, with it, which they can absolutely do. They just said no more porn, no more like nudity or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I mean, porn sites and Twitter are constantly policing those things. Yes, but it's possible. Uh, yeah, they still aren't like super sex negative. Like, so Tumblr is just ruined and sad, and it makes it me was, yeah, it really bums me out. So fuck Tumblr.
1: I was just gonna say, I still do use Tumblr, FYI. There's some accounts that have somehow like slipped through the cracks. So uh-huh. it's mostly gifs. I fi- find gifs have oh. um, have somehow avoided the policing
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, that doesn't do it for me I don't think no it takes a lot of
1: gifts
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, porn or lack of porn aside uh, I think that people are dying to know how was your holiday with your mom and sister staying at my house
1: I have gotta tell you how much I hate that transition (laughs)
0: I stand by it. I stand by that transition. I really want to talk about it. I want to hear about it. it we can't let it go. Super not porny. Okay, great. Um,
1: <laughs> it was it was super fun. My mom had the best time. She had never been to California. Um, you know, we had a very chill, relaxing Christmas with puzzles and movies and food. It was lovely. Good. What I think I should mention is that they we were staying at your house, like I've repeatedly said, and they were very anxious to get a little taste of the podcast world. So, with some convincing, I set up this fucking studio, which is like not a
0: quick task. It's not. I am a complete neat freak, so everything has to go away when we're not recording. So that means every time we record, we literally assemble a full recording studio in my office. yeah,
1: and it's, it's a lot of work. It is, but it's fun for, you know, recording days. It's not fun at like eleven p m on Christmas. Um,
0: oh, my God, it was on Christmas Day. It was Christmas Day. yeah, oh, you That's- were you are a sweet. Brother and son. I
1: don't think I would have done it if it wasn't Christmas. It was like, I guess it's fucking Christmas, so here's your goddamn wish. (laughs) Did they beg you? Um, They. It was like a slow burn. They were just like, when are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna? I was like, fine. We'll just. I'll show you how it works. Uh Um, But because of that, they. While I was setting up, I heard in the other room my mom was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see what he has planned for us." And I was like, "I have nothing (laughs) planned for you. You asked for this. I didn't like as though I." As though I, like, had interview questions and a full, Uh whatever, agenda for the day. And I was like, you need to lower your expectations right now because I'm just showing you how the fucking (laughs) microphones work. (laughs) Though I had nothing planned, we did get a couple gems, which leads me to my gayest moment of the week. Oh, perfect.
0: Gay, 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 gay.
1: I fulfilled a promise I had made to listeners as well as to a few specific messages from Instagram. Um, I said I would ask my mama, would you rather? That I had never asked, Yikes. and I was like, I can't have you in front of the microphone and not ask it. Mm. So I did. It was, um, would you rather? Let's just uh, let's just listen to it. <sighs> it's hard to stomach, um, but I feel like I have to ask you, sincere, here in the studio. <laughs> it is the most vile thing I could think think to ask my mother on Christmas Day. Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> oh God. <laughs> would you rather you? Oh, no, I don't want No, don't get nasty because I will not answer It's not going to be nasty. <laughs> you have to pick one. Either you watch me have sex or I watch you. Oh my God. I watch you. Ew! <laughs> that was so easy to answer. That was way too easy. That was so easy. How do you thought about it? <laughs> <laughs> why did you know that answer? I don't know. What's that thing? Because I would understand. Ew, what? What do you mean? I would understand. You're my, son, you're my baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> Makes it better. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I don't want any information. I don't want to understand this. I'm just going to leave that wherever it is. Because
0: and... you're my baby. <laughs> Always being the baby. <laughs> yeah, that was,
1: uh, that, was, that was pretty fucking awkward. <laughs> That's terrible. I really... I mean, how often do I dig into your life and make you... I'm like, no, details, details. And this, I was like, stop it, enough. I don't your, want anymore. Your mom was so sweet, though. She was so She's sweet. She was so willing. I know. Um, so that wasn't the end of it. I also... Got something nasty from my sister that was not really expected. (laughs) I asked her if anything had shocked her that she had heard. Um, Fair question. Yeah, because, you know, we talk about all kinds of things Mm -hmm. that you don't normally talk about with your family. Um, And I kind of forgot this moment that she pulled out and she really impressed me with the shock value, (laughs) to be honest.
0: I have a (laughs) what. One very vivid memory is probably because I'm just looking at that mirror right now.
1: Ew, no, stop! (laughs) This is much worse for me than it is for them. Much worse. This is sinister shit. (laughs) I may not have let that go on long enough for anyone to understand what I'm talking about. That's in reference to my own self discovery that we mentioned here. (laughs) First of all, we had a half of our room was this gigantic beautiful mirror we could I mean we watched ourselves have sex all the time and I remember one very graphic image we're finished or whatever and he pulls out and I just saw my asshole
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah that is uh, that's kind of a deep cut and it obviously stuck with her (laughs) I, I forgot
1: about it. I was impressed and embarrassed and ashamed all at the same time.
0: Oh, I love the idea of her sitting here in front of this mirror, just thinking about you seeing your.
1: Wide open spaces. Stop! I don't. I don't want it from her. I don't want it from you. Wide oh. open buttholes. Well, um, I I challenge you to come up with something gayer than that for your gayest moment. Okay. Um, well, it's. It might actually
0: be gayer, um, a little bit less horrifying. You are fully responsible for it, though. Um, my gayest moment of the week is kind of Fergus's gayest moment. Of the week. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> we said, we made a rule no more bestiality on the show. <laughs> nope. Let me explain. Um, so before we left town, you delivered two beautifully wrapped Christmas presents for me and said, let's open these together when you get back. And I put them under the tree. And before you arrived to stay at our place, um, we had another of our regular dog sitters come and stay at the place for a couple nights. So I got a text from him, and it said, "Um, Hi, so I just came back from the gym, and Fergus ripped open a Christmas present. And it looks like he was playing with it. I don't know if the present was damaged at all, though. He also ripped the wrapping on another. So I decided to put all the gifts up high until you guys get back. Okay. And I was thinking, huh, the only thing wrapped under the tree was from Mike. And Mike had a gleam in his eye uh, when he gave these to me and said not to unwrap them until we were together again. So I assumed it was something inappropriate in some way. <laughs> Definitely not for like some 22-year-old straight boy who's staying with our dogs to see. Um, so I immediately got very awkward. And I was like, oh, God, I should just text him and be like, no, that's, it's probably like a gag gift for my friend Mike. Ha, ha, ha. I didn't. Um, <laughs> a but gag then, for your hole. We, oh my God. We get home and sitting on the piano, right in the middle of our living room, we walk in and uh, I didn't even see it at first. Peter goes, What's the loop tube? <laughs> and I was like, Oh God, immediately knew. I was like, Where is it? And he's like sitting on the piano and I look over and there is what looks like a blunt ended syringe. Mm hmm for putting lube as it says on the package wherever you want it <laughs> put your favorite lube wherever you want it uh and it's this, easy this is what fergus luckily it was a two-pack and fergus chewed the end off of one of them luckily because how could you live without the lube tube now that you know it exists I just meant luckily so I have one undamaged one because that would be very wasteful if he had just used that as a a full chew toy. Um, So, yeah, he chewed up a lube tube. Dogs love gross shit. They do love gross shit. And this hadn't even gotten a chance to get gross yet. Um,
1: So, Mike, why don't you tell us about this very thoughtful gift you got for your friend Cam? so the lube tube was just a a little side piece for the main event. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Lube tube was to prep you. Uh And also, I got. I mean, it is our brand to promote lube. So how could I not get you? It's very true. It was
0: very on brand for the podcast.
1: So I have mentioned before that I've given female friends sex toys Mm -hmm. and they have given sex toys to me. And you have mentioned that you are prone to butt migraines. (laughs) Really glad we could come back to that. So I, I wanted to do uh, a few things here. One, I wanted to encourage you to work on your butt play. And
0: two, I wanted something for, just say play with your butt. Work on your butt play feels like I'm putting on a show. <laughs> Are you not? <laughs> I want you to really, really go back into revisions on your your butt.
1: Fix the speech at the top of act too. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, no. So that, and I wanted you and Peter to have something to do together. So it is a remote control Robo Rimmer. <laughs> It Ugh. um it licks your asshole for you. It's, it
0: is a wiggly butt plug, is what it is.
1: Yeah, you stick it in. Um, it's fucking huge. So Cam's gonna have to work his way to it. Uh, this is
0: some varsity level shit.
1: Yeah, it just that is it's doctoral <laughs> level. <laughs> <laughs> so it uh it's a basically a giant butt plug, but the um it's not like super giant. No, it's it's, 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 it's not, reasonable. It is
0: reasonable. It's not like something that only uh someone with a with a. Fistable butt. Oh God, stop it! I'm never gonna like even look at this thing again if we keep talking about it like this. No, I want you to enjoy it. Okay, so, so anyway, it- it's it's not something that you would have to be um a uh, some sort of expert to enjoy. It is just big for me.
1: <laughs> it's big for little cam My tiny butthole. Oh, <laughs> oh my my little pussy. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, it just, like Cam said, it wiggles around, it massages your prostate, and at the same time, the um, end of it, where like the, the plug the, part the is, base. the base of it has a mechanism inside so it simulates your asshole getting licked while your oh prostate's getting God. tickled. Just, why do you have to describe this in such disgusting
0: graphic detail? Tell me how better just to say that. Just say rimming. That's fine. Th- I said it's called the
1: robo-rimmer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I know. We can stop talking about it now.
1: I can't wait to hear about it when you uh, oh give God. it a shot.
0: Well, thank God I have the lube tube to I'm... get
1: full of <laughs> my favorite lube wherever I want it. You can get yours too. Just use code MBFJ. <laughs> Don't you fucking wish. I do wish. Uh, uh, yeah, what humans can't do that. You can't have your dick in you can't have a dick inside you and also have your asshole licked. You're right. You can't. But a robot can. <laughs>
0: These are the thoughtful gifts I get from my friend, Mike. Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) It is so past Christmas. (laughs) I know, but I mean, it's put me in the holiday spirit. Um, Before we get into the episode, you have brought uh, what appears to be a second journal that's sitting on the desk, and I'm curious what is going on here.
1: This is uh, labeled my bucket list. My sister got me this beautiful book a couple years ago, and I forgot about it until she visited... And I opened it up to find some things I had written in it, and I was just so excited to share with you, so I brought it. That's cool. I like that a lot. Super cool, and I was really into it when I first got it. I should get back into it, because there's definitely more things I need to add. I got to number 18, and some of them are a stretch. Number 18, read, then watch Gone with the Wind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: what an adventure uh, But
1: some of them i still stand by
0: th- that is i like that it can be a lot of things it can be like a travel bucket list it can be a like a reading list because you know classic books and movies i don't know how many lists i've started in my life of things that i would like to uh like content i would like to consume i don't know where any of those lists are and Totally, that's great to have, so if you have that a beautiful book
1: place. you keep it all in one spot like it um can i read you some of them yeah please do number one write a book done I mean, yeah, I've filled out the book. <laughs> I know
0: you actually want to be like a published author, but I do think that you are well on your way. I've
1: written 365 pages. You sure have something. Yep. A lot of it is laundry and Chinese food, but it's there. <laughs> Number two, visit every continent. Um,
0: oh, that's that's great. That would be on mine as well.
1: Yeah, it's gonna. I'm halfway there. Living you're, on a prayer. <laughs> you,
0: you're more than halfway there. There's seven continents. You've been to North America, South America, Asia, Europe. You've never been to Oceania.
1: I haven't been to Oceania. I haven't been to Africa. I've seen Africa from Gibraltar, oh. and I haven't been to Antarctica, which is tough to do without a cruise ship. So
0: it is tough, and uh, we could go to Antarctica someday together. It's take one of those like summertime ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's winter here, but they're summer. It's like you know, I just watched. Uh, Where'd you go, Bernadette? (laughs) Kate Blanchett? Bernadette Peters? Uh, No, it's a movie. Uh, Actually, a really cute movie. And I read the book this summer. Um, And the whole plot is that they take a a trip to Antarctica as a family.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Number three, start a podcast. Shut up. This is from 2017. Hey, that's fun. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Cross it off, bitch. Number four, be a
0: contestant on Jeopardy. Also, uh, definitely on mine. We have so much in (laughs) common.
1: Love you so much. Love you so much. Five own a home. Okay, I feel like I own yours. <laughs> well, that's not where I thought that was going. <laughs> Six vacation with a partner. Oh, um,
0: that's pretty cute. Get porked on every continent.
1: <laughs> yeah, somebody edit these and put those together. Get porked on every continent. Buy a partner. Um, seven skydive. Done it. Done it. You Check have. off. Have, have we talked about that on here? We have. Yes, we have. Okay. Eight ski. Oh, hey. You're welcome. Thank you. Cam crossed that up for me last year. (laughs) I skied for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, more or less, you really did drag me around the mountain. Number nine, unfortunately, is no longer possible. It's beyond Broad City. Oh uh, so May it rest in peace. Ten, do stand up. You should. I don't want it to be a career, but I'd like to just like do it makes once. Makes
0: me want to literally puke at the thought of trying to put that together, but Absolutely. you should do it. You're much better in that way. No,
1: it makes me want to puke too, but I think it's such a it's a beautiful fear I want to try. A beautiful fear. Uh be a part of a lyric music team. Done it. Oh. The fucking theme song, hey. baby 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 <laughs> baby uh fly first class that's easy enough to do i just got to find some money so our patreon page is um oh 17 tough complete a designated workout program <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean exactly like one of those like like, like 90 insanity. day or oh, okay. insanity or like just yep. do a full okay. cuz i often take the videos and i'll just do like individual workouts yeah. Um, but I've never like completed a program. You could do it. I could, I don't care that much about it. To okay. be honest, I'm going to cross that one off. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to remove the exercise one. <laughs> that uh, is also on brand. Yeah. And then we already said gone with the wind, which is just seems ridiculous next to the rest of these. Uh, well that's very interesting. I would like for you to keep filling those things out. There's a lot more that should be added to that list. Yeah. I'm reinvigorated. I want to, yeah. I'm going to get back in there. Yeah. And then,
0: uh, we will rename this podcast. My best friend's journals.
1: Oh, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of work to do on the graphics. <laughs>
0: so much content okay speaking of journals I miss I miss yours
1: you miss my journal yeah oh that's kind of sweet here we go let's do it
0: all right we're back in it we're here oh feels like putting on an old glove okay used con. <laughs>
1: oh warm on a, malleable it's warm so like a freshly used condom <laughs> not one he found on the street <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i haven't done that in years <laughs> <laughs> wait stop it have you ever tried to like a condom that slid off you do you try and put the condom back on Ooh. or do you get a new one you just don't use condoms.
0: <laughs> no, there's a joke about, one's never slid off my big fat dick. Mm, mm, <laughs> no, mm. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I think I would just get a new one in that situation.
1: It's never happened? You have to imagine a hypothetical? Um,
0: I mean, I'm pretty good at putting on condoms that are not really meant to slide off. So, uh, how What's this half-ass job where you're just putting it no, around the top? No, it's not bad. I
1: just have a very tiny penis, <laughs> and I keep getting extra large condoms to feel better about it, and uh-huh. it's not working.
0: Yeah, rubber bands at the base.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I like it when I take it off for it to be blue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> Nothing was able to escape. Oof. Oh, God. That, oh, really so back oh. to the journal, or let's start the journal. <laughs>
0: that just made my genitals hurt. Mm. Um, all right, April 1st, 2014. Do you care to remind people where we were?
1: Uh, we are in the last week of performances for the masterpiece that was Zombies that from Beyond. That zombie show, yeah. And I just uh, had a blissful little weekend in New York with uh, beautiful otter.
0: Oh yes, the beautiful otter.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: uh, on April first, you mailed cabaret music,
1: huh? Oh right, I'm gonna sing in some cabaret.
0: Okay, uh, went to Randy's dinner party. and number
1: t- taboo. Taboo. I love um, taboo. Me too. Fun. I love word games. Yeah. I love like you know mind mind games. Oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> love playing mind games. Looking really manipulative. I want to remind you, Randy is the gentleman who brought us pickles. Or pickled oh, yeah. cam goods. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Weird, Randy. Weird, sweet Randy. Lovely, Randy. Yeah. Um, worked on keys over FaceTime with Tom for the Burt Backrack show.
1: Oh, um, Tom. Do we know him? Yeah, he um he is one of the two friends that I mentioned really, really early on in the podcast. Uh, when I drank all that wine and vomited in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and I was like paranoid about getting high before my first cruise ship. Yes. Super, super talented musician, amazing guy, and actually got me the show, or got me in for the show. Okay, and. Also how what a rare treat to we're working on keys we are we are building this around my voice which is so amazing and never happens. No like, kidding. Was, so yeah. so
0: you're like, here are the songs, let's find the right key.
1: So we had all the all the arrangements were done. Okay. Um but I think before they finished the orchestrations, they were like, What's gonna sound best for you? Wow, before, what a beautiful thing. Um it was really wonderful. I'd love to sing on this show.
0: Well, you did say at the end, hope we didn't go too high. Um
1: <laughs> I always do that too. Like in the beginning <laughs> of a rehearsal process, I'm like, Yeah, go for it. And then when I'm doing the fucking show, I'm uh-huh. like, now I have to do all these fucking <laughs> ridiculous choices I made.
0: If there's any like even sign of your voice being tired, it's gonna be awful. Mm-hmm um let's see here on the 2nd of april this says number 21 i don't know what that is maybe show 21 it's your last week it was a good show getting really excited to go home a bit of a weird mood change even though it's only been six weeks
1: yeah transition time doesn't matter how short it is i i you know started a life i jumped right into one now i'm gonna jump right out then you went and got $3 beers at Chasers, which I think is that homophobic-ass bar that you just got gay-bashed in. I think it's the only bar, because we've mentioned it many times. I went there with Michaela. Yeah. I spilled wine on it in the last episode. Yeah. A lot of Chasers. Not
0: great. Um, April 3rd, trying to eat all the food before I go. <laughs> I assume you mean, like, in the fridge? Yeah. No, I just in <laughs> just Connecticut. <laughs> all, all the food. Uh, <laughs> April 4th, says watch some BB. I'm assuming that's not porn. <laughs> be um Bear pack. BB. Be be what is baccarat i think oh
1: yeah that makes (laughs) sense
0: uh you learned more bert music and you listen to mom mom musical of musicals oh there we go hope i get everything learned ready to be yeah you better you're hired for it Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's your job uh you're ready to be done with zombies you listen to Joni mitchell oh
1: um love Joni. Well, you know what? That's not fair. I love Blue. I really only know Blue and a couple other random hits. Uh-huh. I don't know her full discography, and it it is vast.
0: There was a list recently. Uh, I think it was it was Rolling Stone or something. Brandi Carlile put it on her Instagram, but uh, they rated her singing Blue as their favorite performance of twenty nineteen. <gasps>
1: amazing it was very cool It's like we were there for it that it was hard Joni Mitchell's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> if a person that's never heard language before was trying to mimic Joni Mitchell that's what it would sound she like she literally jumps all the fuck over the place like nobody can and Brandy really did it justice yes it was shocking Brandy and, and Monica <laughs>
0: <laughs> the boy is blue um, Michaela told you that uh, one of the mean girls throwback took wow. a sales job on the ship you were just on
1: so this is one of the J's. She was a dancer. Mm-hmm. um She wasn't that bad, but she did. She did. Wasn't she, she was, the one that was blow drying her hair? It, it, oh yeah, she was that bad. And she's the one who said that she had abs and I had a singer's belly. Um, yeah, and she
0: walked in on Michaela and Christian repeatedly while they were mid coitus.
1: Yeah. Okay, she wasn't great. Not um, great. uh She took a job as a salesperson on the ship. I think it's just a testament to how cushy that fucking gig was she couldn't there was no um they cut the dancer positions on that she's like well i want to get back on there however i can so she started sales she was a dancer
0: okay uh (laughs) april 5th it's your last saturday at zombies show number 24 good show harp after ah the irish bar yes i remember there are two bars chasers and
1: harp probably should have gone to the non-homophobic one a little more shoulda um
0: let's see here you finished learning act one of the burt show all right i'm working now this is good last
1: episode i wasn't even trying yeah
0: uh, last night in Norwich, and excited to go back to Philly.
1: Wow, Philly,
0: weird. Yeah, I, I like that Philly was home. Um, oh, ooh, just a little first <laughs> <laughs> <Every> time. <laughs> um, on April sixth, you are packed. Um, peepee drove you to the train. Felt so nice riding through Philly. Quiet at one
1: a.m. Felt like home. Do you still feel that oh. way about Philly?
0: Do you like? Do you feel?
1: Yeah, um, I it's been so long since I've been to Philly, but there was uh, the drive like five minutes from the apartment I lived in. It was like through Queens Village, I guess. For all you Philly locals, it has. I went through all the historic area, like the the bricks and the cobblestone roads and like the old houses. And it was at night when it's quiet, really, really magical. It was like a little chilly and just like you know, you can see your breath and no one's out, and you just I don't know, get an image of what maybe America looked like 200 years ago and yeah. it really is kind of special.
0: I love that. I love it when a city is unexpectedly quiet. You feel like you've got the whole place to yourself. I also love that at a beach. Um, like if you go to a beach at a weird time or on a cold day, it's like, oh my God, this is magical. The very first time we came to LA, we ended up, uh, we, we came out here to look for housing, Peter and I, and it was winter in Chicago and it was like 70s and la and so we rented a convertible it was an obnoxious camaro and i loved it um and we we (laughs) i love that that push
1: that word that sentence it was obnoxious (laughs) and i loved it It it.
0: was great it was like a little sports car you know it was like not little like a big obnoxious sports car uh but it was like low to the ground and fun to drive and but we were like we're going to la it's 70 degrees during the day we were we're doing it i mean it was still chilly like driving a convertible in 70 degrees didn't care it just made me so happy oh So we drove that damn thing all over the city for two days. We ended up finding our first apartment um, in downtown LA on the Sunday. And so we signed a lease Sunday evening and we had Monday pretty much all day to ourselves. And so we're like, what are we going to do? We hadn't been up to Malibu um, and it was a beautiful day, uh, a little chilly, but a beautiful Monday. And so we drove up PCH to Malibu in this convertible. And I just remember there was this beautiful moment where um, we were moving from Chicago and I looked at Peter and I was like, an hour outside of Chicago is Schaumburg, Illinois, and an hour outside of LA is this. I mean, we were in like Malibu Canyon, you know, like uh. just, it was so glorious. It made me feel like we were making the right decision. Mm-hmm. And we ended up at Zuma Beach, big famous beach up there. And Zuma? Zuma. It's my aunt's name. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Zuma Herf. with an L. Herf. Spell that. Z U L M A
0: Oh okay this is just Zuma mm. Um it's a beautiful beach of Malibu and very busy on like a hot weekends it's like a very big popular beach with a huge parking lot and we were the only car on the parking lot and it's like those iconic uh LA lifeguard stands you know like the blue mm-hmm. ones and mm-hmm. it, we were just like sitting on the sand in like a, like jeans and a sweater on this kind of chilly day looking out at the Pacific Ocean going what is this so like what is this deserted beautiful perfect place i was just so happy and just like filled with joy and excitement about the whole, this like big new adventure.
1: You need those Uh, moments to affirm what you're doing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's one of those magical moments where a place is normally bustling and busy and full of people. And you just happen to be at the right place at the right time. And you get to, you get to hoard it, you know, it's yours.
1: (laughs) Yes. Usually, usually those moments are magical. Um, but sometimes it is the opposite, which is horrifying when it's bustling and busy and full of people. But, but, Silent. Um, Specifically talking about moments like November 9th, 2016. What? um, Oh. (laughs) I I know. (laughs) Yeah. I was on the train in New York, on the A train in Manhattan, and it's packed and silent. And everybody was just like, it was just, the air was choked. like The day
0: after Trump got elected, in case that's not clear to everyone listening.
1: It was like, I... I can't imagine – it probably felt like what people felt when JFK was shot. Like, it was –
0: Just – a nation has been shaken to its core. I remember that day – I I was not in the middle of the city. I was working at a studio in Burbank, and I I drove to the studio, and everyone had been very anxious about the election anyway. And we all just sat in, like, horrified silence. Sometimes it would get – Like, it was a small crew, and sometimes it would get uncomfortably quiet anyway. But we just – didn't know what to what to say, what to think. It was one of those where I feel like it made people kinder, but quieter. Mm-hmm. We were all like, "We're just gonna be really nice to each other and like give yeah. each other a little bit of a break today." Yeah. But it was also just there was nothing to say about the whole thing. <laughs> nothing to nothing that I wanted to hear. Nothing, no conversation no. I wanted to be a part of. Uh, we have a friend. I want, our friend Aaron she randomly got tickets to Hamilton that night. Oh
1: my God. Yeah. She,
0: she describes that as this amazing, I mean, seeing (gasps) Hamilton on Broadway when it's about the founding fathers and all this kind of stuff and describes it in this way that the whole theater was like, it was a very moving and very emotional experience. (laughs) Why do you look so pissed?
1: (laughs) Not pissed. I, that's like one of my greatest FOMOS. Um, I was, she offered me to go to that that night. Um, but I went to work because you know how easy it is for me to get out of work at any time. But, a couple of my friends at work were like, "We need you there, like uh-huh. support. We need, we just need some camaraderie, and because okay. we were a kind of close group at this work, yeah." Um, and so I went because I didn't want to like leave them alone. It felt like a national tragedy. It was, yeah. Um, but I have huge film for not seeing Hamilton that night. Yeah, I did eventually see it. That's fine. But like, what a what a night to see
0: it! What a night to see it is right. Um, April seventh, twenty fourteen, got a haircut at Groom, then got my Mac fixed at Apple Store. You watched Drag Race, grocery shopped, and worked on. Bert and Cabaret
1: alright just getting back into the mundane yep I will say about that I love groom grooming Philly it's like it's probably it's one of two hair places that I felt like attached to you know you oh ever- sure sorry I know you don't do haircuts <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck off yes I remember getting haircuts <laughs> I remember what that's like
0: <laughs> oh sorry should I not talk about don't having a hair <laughs> you bag of dicks oh um, I wish uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll leave that alone yeah. um yes i actually i very much miss the ritual of like sitting still in a salon not being able to look at my phone and have someone touch my head for wow. half an hour very yes. nice
1: and there's like it was a very um this one groom was like um felt very mad many just like gq classic style like male sure. yeah. male hairstylist versus a barbershop
0: yeah i mean that's very wide of you <laughs> To like to go to a male hairstylist. I only say that because I feel like there's a rich barbershop community, especially Mm -hmm. like the black and Latino communities where where, like uh, men have a barber that they love and there's this whole like camaraderie within the walls. That's the way I understand that. Yeah. Um, But like among like
1: where you're going like often weekly like yeah keep it. yeah sure there's three on my street in washington nights yeah
0: um but then like the like the male almost salon without calling it that but like the bougie like here have some whiskey and uh-huh. sit down and read gq and have yep. your hair done by a very well-groomed man it's like a it's like the uh gentrified the, version exactly thank yeah. you for finding the words
1: yeah no it is and i fully am Guilty of indulging in it well, It's very
0: pleasant I, I wouldn't say guilty It's it is just You know um, It's a specific experience Like yeah. uh, Peter loves that I think that's He's growing his hair out now mm-hmm. um, And I think that he really misses that Because he loves to go And like oh, You detail, know yeah. Have like a That kind of indulgent thing um, But he gets more Mannies and petties Than any human I've ever met So really? he uh, He figures out how to indulge <laughs> <laughs> Loves to have his nails done Uh.
1: April 9th went to Montgomery for a musical musical run through. Oh, I hope I learned some of it. Have I prepared any of the show?
0: Uh, well you listened to it 2 days ago, oh, so great. that's good. Um there was uh oh you saw the show. You had dinner with Gabriella. Aww. Uh and Rachel yeah. at Italian place on Main Street found subletter for summer. Great. You're productive. You're getting things done. The next day you met up with your friend Katie. Uh at Elvez, oh that's that good Mexican place you had a ketchup yes. and a blood orange
1: margarita so good she's one of those people I feel like she's um, a friend that I missed like she we only had a very brief time together and we saying we went out for Mexican just the two of us it's like oh we could have been great friends there's a few people in my life that I'm like I, I feel like we just missed an opportunity because we didn't have enough time together but had sure. we like been dropped in a contract together where we we're forced to have time we would have really been lifelong friends
0: yep Um, on April 11th, you worked on the Burt script and cabaret stuff. Again, you went on a date with... Justin G. Justin Guarini. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, who you famously sung with once. Uh, no, it was a different Justin G. At Milk and Honey and it was a beautiful day. Great. I don't remember him at all. Couldn't picture a thing about him. Okay, great. Maybe we can try to look him up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Went really uh, well last time. Jared, he never reached out. Jared with two Ts. <laughs> or that one guy from the kissing booth on your birthday. The kissing oh, booth? It yeah. was a
1: photo booth. The kissing booth. No, it was a kissing booth. <laughs> yeah. I guess it was an oral booth. Uh-huh. Is that... Ew. Oh. So- <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nothing so salacious happens. An oral booth. Uh, It's true. Mike, uh, Mike, we want to go home. Get out of the Reach Around booth. (laughs) Uh, Hold one second. I'm finishing my rest of trombone. What is that? What is that? Yes! (laughs) Urban Dictionary. First of the New Year. Give me my phone.
0: (laughs) He has to ask, ask for his phone because... I take it away from him during podcasting.
1: I, this is a thing I got from kick at home. We're watching a movie. He gets pissed because Michaela and I get in our phones and he likes to share the movie experience together. So he'll be like, okay, confiscation time. And he will grab both of our phones. If it's something he really wants us all to enjoy together. He's my fellow Virgo. He it's is. one of our traits. All right. Looking up rusty trombone. I know what it is, <sighs> but I want to make sure you get like the most vile description we can. And I love to employ a dictionary.
0: I'm nervous. Actually.
1: Do you have a guess before I tell you a what?
0: rusty trombone? Yeah. Uh, does that have to do with poop or blood? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it should, based on well, the rusty part of I this said whole situation.
1: I, that I was inspired by that when you said the reach around booth, uh-huh. so go from there.
0: <laughs> I don't know what that is. He just did a weird mime thing. There was a lot of tongue and trombone action.
1: Rusty trombone. When a guy gets a rim job and a hand job at the same time from one person, looks like the giver is playing a trombone with a rusty brown mouthpiece. Oh. Sentence, Carol introduced Bob to the rusty trombone <laughs> when she stuck her tongue in his ass and tugged on his cock. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great sentence. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tugged
0: on it. First of all, that's not so shocking at all. Although, why does it have to be a brown mouthpiece? That's so gross. No one's looking at poopy butt. I'm going to not... read
1: the second definition instead. Oh, no. Look at a poopy butt. No, but your butthole is like brown, unless you're a porn star.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah. It, some people like, have a brown eye. Yeah.
1: It's not poopy. It's just brown.
0: Yeah. Darker than the rest of the butt. I need to. Do you have a hand mirror? I need to check. <laughs> I'll just take a picture for you. Uh, I need a hand mirror and some Pantone chips. <laughs> some what? Pantone chips. What?
1: Oh. Color matching oh. chips. Yeah, please. Please don't. <laughs> um, other other definition. Two more. To, to get rimmed whilst receiving a hearty reach around, thus resembling a trombone player in full chorus. I like whilst. It's from a British British contributor, obviously. Yeah,
0: I, that's that's a perfectly fine thing to do.
1: <laughs> and. Other one, when a living organism administers raging anal domination <laughs> through the tongue or the closest cousin to the tongue. What? What's the closest cousin to the tongue? While Lips. simultaneously and strategically administering a jerk down, a jerk down, on a penis of the anal domination recipient, side effects include clearing of the testicles and a squeaky clean delicious ass.
0: Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, over far, like... Overwrought, overwritten. Mm.
1: Okay, they tried. <laughs> Don't Good for care them. for that one. Anyway, rusty trombone, next term a dictionary. Okay, great.
0: <laughs> Okey dokey. Uh, on April twelfth, you worked on your script in the park. It was a beautiful day. Oh yeah. Enjoying warmth in Philly. Then you went to the Barrel House with Sean. Oh yeah. Uh, April thirteenth, Montgomery to see musical of musicals again. Um, back to Gabriella's family's house for a lovely dinner and catching uh, up
1: outside. One of those families that I just feel like part of instantly. Every yeah. time I, uh, her older sister went to school with us okay. and her parents came a lot. And so I just got close to them. And actually the first like four times I met Gabriela's mom, I was wasted, like obliterated. And eventually I was obliterated. like obliterated, <laughs> obliterated. Oh, maybe I'm <laughs> drunk when I say that word, which is why I put a th in there. Uh-huh. Um, so she only knew me as like Gabriella's drunk friend for the first like a year of our friendship, but now nah, she knows me better. How old her. were you? 20
0: okay that's fine i was curious if she was like a high school friend she's an ithaca friend yeah okay um you know how some some people actually talk about this with peter a lot because um there are like some high school traditions he goes to a a, like a goes to he went to a high school that has (laughs) like a like a big history in des moines and they had um like all these kind of rites of passage, like parties and things that, uh, you know, and like groups that everyone like knows about everyone talks about his mom was a part of all these things. Cause she went to the same high school, all his aunts. So like, for example, there's one party a year where it's pretty much accepted that all these kids, I think like juniors and seniors go out to a field and get Hammered in high school,
1: obliterated, and, obliterated,
0: <laughs> and all their parents know that it's like the night of that party, and they all go out and they get, like, you know, they get kind of shmammered, and everyone just looks at it as kind of a rite of passage. Is so foreign to me. That concept hmm. is so foreign to me because there's no world in which anyone in our like buttoned up conservative high school in the suburbs of Indianapolis would have ever condoned. Like, there were the cool parents, you know, Mm -hmm. but like, if you're going to drink, just do it in our basement. But, but there was no like culture of like, oh, all the kids are going to go out and uh, get drunk and hopefully no one drives. You know what I mean? That kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Peter was a big uh, lame ass in high school and did not drink at all. Even at this? Even at this, he drove all his friends home.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't think it's a a hope you will not drive. I think it's a smart thing. It's like, we, your parents know. So you can ask your parents for a ride. You can make plans. You don't have, when you don't have to hide, you make less stupid mistakes. Yeah. Oh,
0: and I completely agree. It just, it, thinking about someone speaking to high school me that way mm-hmm. is so foreign so when you said yeah. like you met your friend's mom drunk uh there was one time that i got hammered in my friend kendall's backyard um and the next morning her dad made us all pancakes and uh my friend becca left the table to puke halfway through oh. breakfast like it was not you know and we were all like oh she must have the flu you know like being <laughs> uh-huh. just stupid oblivious high school kids and we talked to uh dana my friend's mom later and she was like Obviously, I knew what was happening. Like we could hear the tinking of glass bottles from the house. Like we were like way in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we just like knew that you guys were like what was going on, and we knew we could keep an eye on you. Like mm-hmm. nothing, you know, awful was going to happen. And so that's why they made us a hearty breakfast the next day. Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. <laughs> I know, so sweet. So th- they weren't ignorant to it. They just didn't outright condone it. You know,
1: a couple things that reminds me of. They just changed the tobacco age to twenty one. Remember yep. this? I like R- remember. Yeah, I do remember. remember this from two days ago or whatever. I. I'm like, that's so annoying to me. It's such a Republican thing to do. I'm like, ai don't give a shit what an individual does. That's an individual's thing. It's not you. If you want to, you know, the risks of smoking, I don't care if you do it. You know what I mean? It's for, it's for yourself. Why, why must we, um, govern that if you want to kill yourself? Great. I don't think it's, I think
0: that that's a very liberal thing to do. Like trying to, to move I, it up to 21. Yeah.
1: I disagree. I mean, maybe, uh, controversial to say but i feel governing something like smoking that is an individual's choice that's going to affect their life and their body is akin to governing abortion it's not it's not for the community at large to decide it is for the individual i i completely this is so interesting to me i completely disagree this
0: reminds me of like so like countries where that i think of like as super progressive like all of scandinavia and like australia and europe and everything else the drinking and alcohol or the drinking and tobacco age is the same it is 18 across the board as it should be it, if it, you can it, fight it, for a country and get married i completely agree if you can if you're an adult you're an adult yeah so i think moving i think that the drinking age should be 18 i think that or the draft age should be 21 like th- these things right. do not make sense to me i think it should all be like there should be an age of adulthood uh-huh. what smoking specifically it is so bad for you, making it less accessible to people who might still be in high school does not seem like a bad thing to me. Right. I like like making smoking less accessible to the masses until people can make it like we have such an epidemic of mm-hmm. of children, of teenagers being hooked on tobacco, making it a little bit further out of reach for them like on it. I, and I haven't examined this a lot. It does not. It, that does not bother me. I think make it less accessible across the board. Check, check, check. I'm in for it.
1: I guess theoretically, it is, it is more Democrat than Republican because Democrats are uh, more regulation and governed, and theoretically, a Republican is less um, less governance. But uh-huh. in, until it comes to you know a woman's rights or anything like that, like right? That's, that's that's I guess what I'm aligning. I'm like, why do we decide to care so passionately about these issues, especially smoking versus drinking? Where smoking, you want to kill yourself? That's up to you and your parents to talk about. Uh-huh. Drinking is different because you can get in a car and kill somebody else. Uh-huh. That's not fair yeah. um, to the community. But smoking, you kill yourself. I don't care. You know what I mean? It's not, why are we governing that? It just seems it seems like a, a way to be like, look at this successful win we have. I, I will
0: say that you sound very much like my libertarian father who used to rail against the fact that the Democratic governor in Indiana, I'm pretty sure it was a Democratic gov- governor, Um, doesn't matter actually, he used to rail against the fact that our— governor signed a bill that said you it was illegal to drive without a seatbelt, and my dad was so up in arms i think it was like a very libertarian ideal for him to be like you don't get to tell me what i can do in my own car Mm. um when it comes down to it it is an expense on the economy at large when someone gets more hurt than they needed to be Mm. in a car accident like it's a it's a uh it it can be a real drain on resources especially if that person's uninsured or underinsured medically um you know and so there are all kinds of financial and societal reasons to make sure people buckle up in the car it's safer for everyone and less expensive for everyone when people don't get thrown through a windshield yeah but my dad was like you don't get to tell me what to do he would like be pissed that he had to put on a seatbelt, and that there now there are sensors in every driver's seat in every right. new car that dings at you for forever if you don't put it if on. you don't put it on.
1: But I I so I see you're saying. I am like I guess a little libertarian with him in that. But back to my point about drinking, drinking can become affects your community. Yeah. And seatbelts, like you just said, can affect your community in that way. Where I don't think smoking does as much. Yeah. It really doesn't feel like it's affecting anybody else.
0: I do feel in my bones that we should follow the rest of the world and making 18 just adulthood. It's again, very puritanical to be to be like, you can fight and die for your country for three years before you can legally buy alcohol. Insane. That is insane. You can't drink at your wedding. You can't drink at your wedding, but you can legally get married. It, right. that, that is all bonkers to me. There shouldn't be levels of adulthood. Um, And if they're, if you don't want people to drink until they're 18 or until they're 21, then everything else should be bumped up to 21. Yeah. Just you call it. You're not an adult. Legally, you cannot be tried as an adult. Can't it, 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 you can't consent until you're 21. You can't consent until you're 21. All that kind of shit. I also think that 18 is the number. And 18 should also be what, um, how old you should be before you have a driver's license. Cause I know a lot of 16 Hmm. year olds. I I mean, when I are not ready to be driving at 16, I was so excited to drive Mm -hmm. and so determined that that was my right. But now looking at 16 year olds, I'm like, Oh my God, that is an undeveloped brain out there making quick decisions on the road, making irresponsible decisions and just having fun. Yeah. Ooh, that shit scares me. Actually,
1: yeah, I agree. It's tough though, cause just for you know logistics of living life, but I yeah, get it. yeah, um,
0: especially for like parents that are responsible for getting their kids to to extracurriculars and kids are making decisions on what they how they want to spend their time and stuff. You're you're right. It is really tough. But good lord, I have to say to you, I really like it when our gut instincts are different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. It, we get so little of that, like in our, um, in our political discourse, like when we talk to people these days about like, like you and I, we agree on 99% of stuff, you mm-hmm. know? And then there's sometimes these, there's these finer points about things that like, Oh, I feel in my gut very differently about that than you do. Mm. Um, and I really like having that conversation because it reminds me that, um, I don't know that it, it's not like these things. I mean, neither, neither you or I smoke and it's not mm-hmm. going to, you know, di- it's not going to directly affect us, but I think it's, um, it's almost fun to disagree yeah. with you about that because it reminds me what it's like to have a um a, a civil lively, political discourse. Yeah, a lively discussion about something. I, <laughs> I don't know, it's a weird thing to say maybe.
1: No, not at all. I think that's um probably George H.W. Bush era Republican Democratic debate. It was really was more about policy and less about Nowad- identity politics yeah nowadays i'm like it doesn't most things don't feel political because they are literally life and death for so many uh-huh. whereas like policy i can disagree with and still have a discussion sure that's fair enough um you said that you wanted to say two things oh yeah just about <laughs> hiding from parents when you're doing illicit things or whatever uh-huh. or when you're being gay <laughs> when you don't have <laughs> when you don't have to hide like every experience is so much more pleasant and so much safer. Mm -hmm. And that reminds me that I want to, um, I really wanted to do shrooms for a long time. A bunch of my friends have done shrooms. Yeah, me too. Highly recommend it. And I never have, but I want to do it in a, um, isolated situation where I have people watching me that know I'm doing shrooms. Like Mm. I think maybe Michaela's parents would be good for this. Like, would they be willing? I don't know. Um, like, it would be nice for them to not be there, but know we're doing it, like, down the road.
0: So, so yeah. So, for example, you live just down the road from where their house is. So, uh-huh. they're up in the big house knowing that you're doing it, but not, like, sitting there babysitting you.
1: Right. So, that I have an option so that if I go nuts, I can call them and be like, hi, something's uh-huh. happening. And they can yeah. be like, no, you're on shrooms. Yeah. I,
0: I feel like there's spiders crawling out of my eyeballs yeah. or something. Someone yeah. to just, like... Uh-huh. If you have a, a bad a, trip.
1: Yeah. A... um like an adult figure to, sure. to help guide me through that. Um, I just, yeah, when you're out in the open, cause if I was doing shrooms and hiding it from someone or like mm-hmm. if, if the parents couldn't know, cause whatever, then it, it all feels everything risks being much less pleasant experience.
0: I think that sounds awesome. I Peter would be that person for us as well. I, I really want to do shrooms. I also want to, um, like I would love to try ecstasy someday. That's like a weird thing to say. Maybe, I don't know. I'm, I'm a 33 year old. I don't really need to like try party drugs. Right, I'm not, we're
1: not the demographic. Yeah, I, don't.
0: I don't have, I don't go to EDM concerts, like all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I just kind of think that it'd be really fun to like listen to music and like feel good in that way. But I also, I don't do drugs except for occasionally smoke weed. So like, I don't, um, I don't trust myself to like necessarily know what to take or to have a good trip or to you know so someone to like not even guide me through it but just to be there in case I freak out about something. Someone who can just talk about <laughs> the legend that who's sober who could yeah
1: remind you you're on drugs
0: exactly. Um, I but I really more than anything I want to do mushrooms out in nature. I it everyone says you should do it outside. Being inside can make you have a bad trip, and I want to do just a little bit the first time because um that it's you're pretty much guaranteed to be fine unless you overdo it and then you can't get out of it. Oh, um, scary. And like doing a hallucinogen, if you do too much of it, that is, um, that you just have to wait it out and that sounds mm. lame as l- l-
1: l- 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 Indeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad all well, this is spurred from, oh, from, I have no idea what this is from. <laughs> oh,
0: I it was, you were with Gabriella's family. Oh, just being <laughs> drunk in front of parents. Yeah, being drunk in front of parents. Oh, Mike. That's enough. Let's get the fuck out of here, huh? Well, let's. But before we do, we
1: have to do all the normal things.
0: Okay, all of our normal things. Ready, set, go. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes if you've not yet done so. Find us on social media at MBFJ Podcast. Find us online mybestfriendsjournal.com.
1: You sound like that uh, like a radio announcer with the, at the end with the details that you can't.
0: Uh huh. Sure and... I'm pretty sure that's sped up in post because there's no way someone can actually talk that fast, right? I could do it. Could you? Absolutely. You can't get through this at regular talking pace. If I could read it, I could do it. Okay, fair enough. Do you want me to write it down? See how fast you can do it. Yes. Okay. Stand by.
1: Your call is important to
0: us and will be handled in the order it was received.
1: All right, bitch, show us what you got. Oh, God, now I feel pressure. Okay. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you want more of my best Journal. Find and on social media at MBFJ Podcasts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Mostly Instagram. Find online at MessageJournal.com. Email us at, at Wow, that
0: was pretty good, actually. It was pretty
1: slurry, but whatever.
0: <sighs> okay. Well, I'll take it. Well, um, did okay. You <laughs> took my job. <laughs> hmm? Immigrant what
1: <laughs> time to <laughs> yeah. end He's taking your jobs uh i didn't mean it uh okay mike yeah until next time always remember rusty trombone more than just a musical <laughs> instrument <laughs> it's
0: been a rim-heavy episode <laughs> can we still read one entry
1: absolutely not <laughs> you are not and welcome to my journal that feels <laughs> what about 2019 it's gonna take years for you to get there you want you want to, to re- you wanna read a recent journal entry i wrote that's <laughs> even worse